0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community – We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again. Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Brendan Levi. Lucy is busy moving house this week, so we are lucky enough to once again be joined by the host of Hunting Seasons, Frederick Gordas. Hey, Brod. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Hey, Brendan. <laughs> hey, <Great>. how's <laughs> That only took one take. <laughs> <laughs> one take. No
2: fuck-ups. Perfection.
1: In today's episode we'll be breaking down the 2012 Pixar film Brave, featuring the voices of Kelly MacDonald, Billy Connolly and Emma Thompson, where a Scottish princess uses a witch's curse to turn her mother and three brothers into bears to to avoid an arranged marriage. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at at the gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face Off. Face-off. So... On to Brave. This was famously one of Pixar's most troubled productions, with the company's first ever female director being kicked off the project halfway through. Ten years later and away from the controversy, does Brave deserve a place among the best the company has produced? No. No, it does not. (laughs) Which is a real
2: shame. I, um... I was looking back, I was trying to remember where this came into the chronology of Pixar films. And I don't know if you know this, Paul and Brendan, but I was on a game show with Pixar as my special subject once upon a time. <laughs> um, which was all about covering the first 10 movies in Pixar's lineup. Basically. yeah, basically. Um, I think it went all the way up to Toy Story 3. and Maybe a little bit further, be 12 movies. Anyway, um, that was an incredible run of films that they had. Like, they were just yeah. unstoppable at that point. Even th- films like... Cars or A Bug's Life, which maybe get considered sort of the weaker entries, I still think were pretty bloody good. Then after Toy Story 3, they had Cars 2, which is awful. And then they followed that up with Brave, which is probably the most meh film amongst their catalogue, I think, up to that point, Mm -hmm. at least. Definitely on the weaker end. Um, Which I I I remember looking forward to it, again, as someone who was sort of a big fan of Pixar and- I uh, like the idea of, like, um, a Scottish fairy tale, the introduction of Pixar's first Disney princess. Um, we've talked about my like of redheads in previous podcasts as well. <laughs> so, that certainly helps. The Scottish accent always helps. Um, and I was looking forward to this in a big way. And I did hear about troubled production history, but still went in excited because just Pixar hadn't missed much up to that point apart from Cars 2. Um, and, yeah, it's just- I don't know. It's just like missing that Pixar magic, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Like I was watching it, and I, I think I remember liking it a bit more when I watched it at the cinemas. But now, 10 years later, where the animation is- Shows its age. It's showing its age. It doesn't have that wow factor- of the animation anymore Mm. and so you really have to be looking into the story and the characters and there's a lot missing there. Like, Mm -hmm. it just feels very surface level, Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like there's any depth to it Mm. and I feel like the the comedy and the comic timing and the pacing just felt very manic and not funny. Um, I'd
2: argue it's sort of closer to maybe what I expect for something like DreamWorks at the time. Yes. And even I think timing wise might have come out a similar time as like How to Train Your Dragon, which mm-hmm. I think is DreamWorks best animated movie. And like, I love that film. It's got some Scottish elements to it as well. It's got that sort yeah. of Vikings barbarian feel to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that outclasses Brave, even though it's maybe not as, oh, you know, in some parts it is as beautiful as Brave. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's just missing something. So yeah, I think How, How to Train Your Dragon is a better film in every oh, level than oh, this. The score, the, <laughs> yeah. the production values, the story, yeah, all of it. Yeah.
0: Like, do you do you know much about the background? Because you, you mentioned that the director was, like, kicked off of it. Like, what's... <laughs> like, I feel like I've... Because I also... Did the sort of research that I usually do, which is like read one or two things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> at a cursory glance, and like yeah. Paul, it's Pixar. Paul will, will know everything. <laughs> like, what's? Do you know what happened? Like, I,
1: I think Pixar have, to this day haven't really revealed exactly what happened. I'm not familiar with what happened either. Yeah, I, all we know is like they made a big deal about the fact this was, you know, uh, Pixar's because this was like the first Pixar film with a female main character, yeah. right? Um, and then. Female, like, title character- just just even the title character, I guess. I mean,
2: they've had female main characters in, like, Dory and Finding Nemo, I guess, and The Incredibles. and But, yeah, I get- Certainly the female-centric, we'll say.
1: Yeah. It- the first f- film to be centred around a female character, and they made a big deal that they were getting a female director for it. And then halfway through, then they announced, oh, wait a second, she's not going to be doing it anymore, and was- uh- Downgraded to co-director because she had done so much in the pro- pre-production stage and was basically cu- kicked off. and That's replaced what's by someone else.
2: Fascinating, though. I think about how Pixar films are made. If you look at how they're made, it's not like I suppose animated films in general. But I'm more familiar with the Pixar way of doing. It, is that like with mm-hmm. a with a normally with a feature um, film, a live action film. Although this is changing a little bit now with reshoots and stuff. The way they do like tentpole films for Marvel and stuff. It's like. You have the script, you do the pre-production, you shoot it, and then you edit it, and that's like as simple as it is, right? But Pixar have this thing. If you watch, that, I think the Wally documentary is really interesting on how they made that movie, and like from conception through to even as they are animating the film, they are still sort of tinkering with the story. And there are major beats in that film that get changed that got changed late in the game. Um, the well, we don't we're not talking about Wally, but yeah, basically they're still changing that on the fly, right? Mm. Which it's interesting that if this film was going so poorly, they didn't have the confidence in the director to pull that together. And I think the way the film kind of feels- I mean, it's it's not quite 90 minutes. The credits roll at the 84-minute mark. It's one of the shortest Pixar films, I think, aside from maybe the first Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like there's both- it takes too long to get to the body swap, and then- Nothing- and then not enough is happening. Like, it's too slow and too fast. It's really, really weird. It's just so poorly mm. paced. It's kind- of, as you said, it's it's got no depth to it. It's like they just- they just couldn't, like, pull it together, I feel like. And they just sort of- I don't know. It's so
0: strange. I think what you're describing is a body swap film. <laughs> <laughs> is how- oh, well- it's like- oh, we- We don't have any depth or any story, so let's just take a (laughs) formula that's tried and true and put it, (laughs) stuff it into a kids' film, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, like we've seen, like literally, this exact same situation in Brother Bear uh, in Brother Bear, where. Sure. uh, But I like uh, that film's far from perfect, but I feel like that did a lot more thematically, a lot more charming,
0: a lot more. Yeah,
1: and it, it. it explored the body swap more as well. Um, mm. And Pixar has since, since done turning red, which. And, and I Soul. I fucking love. And Soul.
2: Soul takes a long time to get to the body swap, too, though. Mm. Um, but, you know, thematically rich as a yeah. film. Um, yeah. Whereas. Well, let's be
0: honest. The- like, Paul really shoehorns these ones because he wants to talk about <laughs> Pixar <and> Disney. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I, would, I mean, probably- maybe, maybe with Soul, but certainly Turning Red is a body- you know, Oh, body for sure. And for this, sure. this one is too. Yeah, um, yeah but it just it's just- Yeah, it doesn't do the work with it, I don't think. It's very, very strange. I don't know where this went wrong at a script level. Maybe as a director, they just weren't getting- the work done by the team of animators and stuff like that done. Do you know what I mean? Like it was happening mm. too slowly or the work that was being green or produced by the, or um, ticked off by the director wasn't up to snuff with the people above at Pixar? Don't know. Just don't know. Well,
1: yeah. So I'm guessing, Brendan, you haven't actually said what did, what did you oh think yeah. of the film? Uh,
0: I, I'm pretty much on, on, uh, I, I was surprised. I was expecting you guys to love it because it's Pixar and stuff. <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah no i i definitely feel like the story is what drags it down um and yeah it particularly the body swap element of it is unfortunately very plain and very uh unnecessary like it's like this didn't need to be a body swap film it could have been anything else and i think uh that's probably a good time for you to actually go through the storyline
1: since we're you yeah know, sure
0: gonna dive into that right
1: yeah. Uh, do you want to set the timer? Thirty seconds. So for those unfamiliar, uh, this is our thirty-second plot summary, where I try to sum up the plot of Brave in thirty seconds on the fly. Um, I don't always make it. Well, I rarely do make it in thirty seconds. So we'll see if this will be. I reckon you six can six do eight. this one.
2: Yeah. yeah. I reckon it's it's that shallow that you'll actually get this in thirty seconds. Yes.
1: Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. And go. So there's a Scottish princess. Her parents want her to get married because it's the tradition. She doesn't want to. So she goes to a witch who... um Gives her a magic uh, cake that she gives to her mother, and uh, that turns her mother into a bear, and then her brothers also eat the cake, and then her and the mother go on an adventure to try to change her back, and then uh, they change her back, and they realise that they, uh, you know, misunderstood each Damn. other the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's and the, it, yeah. The
2: problem with that bit, the bit that I think is really missing from this movie is when you say they go on an adventure- Right? It's mm. like, once she gets- The mother gets turned into the bear. A, mm. thematically, is a bear the right choice? Like, what's- mm. Why is the bear the yeah, thing you turned into? Yeah, it's completely,
0: like, arbitrary it and random.
2: It doesn't have- mm. They 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 build in the themes of, like, the bear with Muldoon, or whatever his name is. The the previous guy from the, the fairy tale or whatever who turned into a bear. because had the same, basically, spell from the witch. But, like- it doesn't yeah. come with any. It's basically it doesn't make sense a witch what-
0: who has one trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's the she's idea. Like-, it's like
2: I turn things to bears. Great.
0: It's like, yeah. hi, I came for a. Uh, I want some medicine to make me as strong as a bear. And she's like, great, I've got just the thing. And then someone comes in and is like, hi, I'd like to be. Uh, I'd like really- to change my mum. I'd like a yeah. new head of hair. And it's like I've got just mm-hmm. the thing. Like <laughs> everyone always says something that just <laughs> seems to work for the bear version. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But then once she turns into the bear, they get her out because she's in danger by being there. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of go fishing. Yeah. And then they follow the Will of the Wisps to find out- And the sometimes Mo- the Muldoon she just guy becomes
0: been- a bear. She like- Oh,
2: sometimes she comes, be- becomes- Like her a-
0: eyes roll back. She goes into the sunken place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a be- An actual bear is like running her body for a bit. It tends to be when
2: she's eating food, I noticed as well. But anyway, yeah. um, and then- um, they go to the place. They find out that Muldoon had the same curse. Um, they, and we she figures out, s- oh, i got mend, to mend the thing, that the, the tapestry. Mm. They have to sneak back into it. She has that moment, I guess, where she's like, I don't want to do this. And the mum agrees because she's decided that that's good now. And mm. then she's, they mend the tapestry, get her out, fight the bear, and then- she turns back because she says sorry too. I'm really not sure what the message or the perspective of this film is. Was, I guess the idea is they're both meant to be wrong, but yeah, I, I really know. feel like the mum was way more wrong. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. I
1: disagree. <laughs> so, so you think, Brendan, that. Married the princess, like talking- should be marrying someone she doesn't love for the duty of her kingdom.
0: Yeah, I'm saying Is that we can. The either- you're taking as a society, we can either live <laughs> in a state of chaos or we can live with some sort of like law and order. So and- you're
2: pro monarchy. You're not interested in a republic in Australia
0: as well. Well, right? I'm saying if you if you're like did the two- morning at got- 11 a.m. on Thursday. If you've got like two <laughs> options, you've got like just these people like breaking into like absolute chaos. Or like some sort of like you know we wouldn't be in the society we're in today without the you know going from like monarchies to it's a it's a rich tapestry of like you know anyway
1: <laughs> I think what these that films was a, that was a big bit a long running bit you had there Brendan, is that <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think the thing that these films kind of gloss over especially the Disney films for. Uh, You know, a very obvious reason is that with these kind of arranged marriages, they were very often just for show, and these people would just be fucking whoever they want on the side.
2: I thought you were going to say it was the rape part, because she's going to be with someone she doesn't want to be with. That was the bit they were glossing over.
1: Uh, No, no, I was going (laughs) to say, uh, Merida, I'm sure she would have, you know, if she was forced into one of these marriages, she would have just. You yeah, know, put put up with it, fuck some, like, gorgeous <laughs> lesbian on the side, and then it would have been fine. Like, <laughs> she would have lived a happy life. Um, yeah. so,
2: you know what? Society was perfect in the Middle Ages, and we should yes. have just stayed there. Advancing, <laughs> advancing society was a mistake. Good point, Paul. Good point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, um, uh, when I was watching this, I was really thinking about House of Dragons. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> because there's this whole, like, thing of- her duty to marry off, uh, you know, with, with one of the other houses to keep the kingdom in, like, check. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, you know, there is a lot of dramatic tension and interesting stuff that could have been explored in that storyline that just the film wasn't interested at all. And I feel they like- They were
0: more interested in stealing cakes for, like, 20% of the film, at least. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, it just it just felt like it this did feel like a film that was snatched away from whoever wrote it and directed it originally and was like completely neutered and just like everything kind of Well, I did done I did. to the kid friendliest version of what it could possibly be, which isn't what Pixar always does. Pixar the reason we love Pixar is because they do put a lot, so many themes in their films and make it appeal to just more than to the adults and the kids in the audience. This did not feel like that at all. No, I completely agree. It's like you think of like Toy
2: Story 4 is like what's that a film about? That's a film about your kids growing up so you can go on and like figure out what your life is after your family has moved away. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of what that film is about. It's a film <laughs> about, like, entering your 50s or 60s when you've got adult children now. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. something like that. It's like- But it's still a kid's film. And this, this has just got no thematic depth whatsoever. And as you said, if it, if it was at least more entertaining on, like, an action perspective or a comedy perspective or something like that, mm-hmm. then that would be redeeming. But I don't think it's particularly- It tries to be funny, but I Mm. don't think the triplets are particularly funny. I don't think- Is it Maud or whatever her name is? Like the wet nurse or whatever? Yeah. The nanny, whatever. Like, whatever role she has. She's not-
1: Her screaming is not funny. But the kid falls in her titties. Isn't that (laughs) funny? (laughs) You
2: you know what? Good point. No, the the stuff with the three houses is tiresome because it's the same fucking joke over and over Mm. again. Um, mm-hmm. about them arguing the whole time. The same with the dad. It's just, it's as you said, it's just very one-dimensional. Yeah. As
0: I said, there is a lot of stealing cakes. <laughs> There's
2: a lot of stealing cakes <laughs> to fill
0: in time. Yeah. 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 My question it- is, sorry, just before no. we move on, I just need to to ask one thing. Why is it called brave?
1: Um, because she, she is brave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question.
2: I think there was a bit in there about being brave. Only the bravest kings or whatever climbed the firefalls. There was some other stuff in there about being- I don't know. But I guess she's brave to speak her mind and be her <laughs> own person. It's brave for the mother to admit fault. I don't know. Again, it's <laughs> thematically not there.
1: Yeah. Was this- Like, did this predate, like, Disney and Pixar- naming all their films as, like, one word, vague it titles, like, been Frozen. S- and- up, up
2: came not up too far cars. before that. We've had Cars. Mm. I reckon, really, it was Tangled was the first one to do
1: it, wasn't it? When did they come out? Tangled mm. was 2010, so it's the same, yeah. uh, same year, I'm pretty sure. Like, I do, like, you know, I am a Disney Pixar freak, but I do hate that aspect of the mm. films, that they all got these stupid titles, like, Tangled and Brave and Frozen and, like- Yeah. You can do better than that. Sorry, Tangled
2: is 2010 and Brave is 2012. Yeah, so two years yeah. up. So, it was right in the middle of it, basically. Yeah, those-, those And what we've had Onwards since, Soul. Yeah, yeah. It really became a thing, didn't it? It was just, like, about a branding
1: exercise. It's continuing to be a thing, like, Wish is coming out, like- Yeah. Red. And red. <laughs> red. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait,
0: what was that film called that we watched? Turning Red. <laughs> Turning Red. Gotcha. Okay.
1: So, yeah, in terms of a body swap kind of thing, it did, you know, fulfill a lot of the uh, cliches that we always see. Um, we have a scene where somebody swaps and then looks into the mirror and screams. Uh, they managed to fit that one in, even though it's a bear doing it this time. <laughs> um, Do we you had- know what I reckon is a
2: real weakness of the-, of the body swap and the animation of this film is I don't think the design of the mum is distinct enough- That when she's a bear, it, like, is interesting enough? Does that make sense? Like, she's just got like the little white mark down the middle, which is like the white bit of hair she has in her hair. Yeah, it's she's (laughs) compared to Merida and compared to her dad, the mum is just like not a particularly well designed character. You know, the idea Mm -hmm. of like when you animate characters, their silhouette should be enough to be able to tell who they are. are. I I don't think that's true of Eleanor. I don't think the bear is distinctly. Her. I know they try and do that through like the mannerisms, the way she walks and tries to cover herself and all those sorts of things and be dainty, but it's like, I don't know. It's it's just, it's kind of a failure of the art form, I think. But yeah. I, I and really- like,
1: yeah, we don't know enough about the mum as well. Like, yes. For, for it to be interesting when they swap. Like, the, you know, the crux of a good body swap film is. Having- knowing the characters enough that when they swap, you know, you can see that in whatever they swap into.
2: Can I make a suggestion one thing they could have done that might have made this film more successful is just if they had her still be able to talk as the bear, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when she becomes the bear bear, right, when she goes into the sunken place, maybe- obviously then she can't talk, and that's why Muldoon- his bear version can't talk. He's-, he's too far gone. But by allowing her to express herself more fully as the bear, it might the body swap might have been more interesting than having to
1: pantomime everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, looking down to, like, Brother Bear, that's kind of mm. what they did. Like, the human characters couldn't understand the bear, but we as the audience could- they were speaking English to us, sure. and at least, yeah, that made the f- made it a bit easier to connect to them and their journey.
2: Also, a waste of Emma Thompson when you're not letting her be, you know, do her job for half the film either. Just googling Emma Thompson.
1: Do you think it was her as a- as the bear, like doing the grunts? She- probably not. No. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> sorry. Brendan doesn't know who Emma Thompson is, yes, and I just do. had to Google. Yeah, I just Google her. to see who she was. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just shameful, Brendan. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so another body swap cliche that we got to see, which you mentioned earlier, was every body swap film has to have a montage. So mm. this one had the fishing montage, which yes, <laughs> did feel completely arbitrary and like
0: well, it's com- it's the it's the Crux of why she changes their mind because they literally don't do anything else besides go see Muldoon. So Mm -hmm. they have a, they have a fishing trip, like they have a, they have a day trip and then that's all they needed to like basically completely change their minds. And you know, she's, you know, willing to let her daughter marry for love and such.
2: It's, it's hard to understand how, how it ended up here. And that's what, that's why I'd be fascinated to know what the production history was. Like it just doesn't seem like Pixar to to miss this much. One of the things I've been so good at is telling relatively familiar and simple stories, but just the execution is so good. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that the, the brains trust at Pixar looked at this and went, yeah, that, that's that's Pixar worthy. It's so, it's so strange. It's funny because I, I don't want to say this film is outright bad. It's just forgettable, I think. It's, it's and- the second time I've ever watched it, and there's a reason.
1: Yeah, and, but I think the legacy of this film is actually- Become bigger than what it probably deserves. Like, I, there is a fervent fan base for this film. Mm. Um, like, I, I just went to Disney World and Merida has her own meet and greet. And I, you know, went, I imagine
2: she's a very popular princess.
1: Yeah. Cause, cause I went, um, cause I knew this episode was g- coming. I made sure I did that. So I'll put that <laughs> on the socials so you can see me and Merida hanging out. But, um, yeah, like, you know, it is a big deal that Disney decided to put her in their official lineup mm. of Disney princesses because mm. not everybody, not every character gets that. So um, they must have thought that there's a fan base enough to do that. She's the only uh, Disney princess that's not from a just a straight Disney film in the in that lineup. So it, is
2: that the problem? Maybe was was she designed as like? A Disney princess first, and then the movie built around her later. Because I think, like, it, as opposed to her mum, I think the silhouette of Eleanor is probably iconic enough. That beautiful, mm. like, big, flowing red hair mm-hmm. that's just untamable. The green dress, that round face. I think there's mm-hmm. a very, um, and then the idea that she's sort of that tomboy, um, very, uh, resourceful, self. You know, strong or whatever you want to call it, like mm-hmm. all of that, I can see working for the character, independent of the movie. Yeah, which is probably where the fan base comes from. But inside the movie, it's just well, the movie around the character just isn't there. I think.
0: Is this once um, Pixar was sort of eaten up by Disney? Like, has this is this a while happened afterwards. I think. I think this yeah. is a while yeah.
2: afterwards. Yeah. Because Toy Story 3 was that- This is after Toy Story 3. Two films after Toy Story 3. And Toy mm-hmm. Story 3 was one of those films that was like the threat against Pixar when Disney um, were going to make it themselves. And it wasn't until uh, Pixar got bought officially that Pixar said, well, we're making that movie now, basically. Yeah. And we're going to do it yeah. our way. Um, I've seen the original pictures that Disney, that Disney had for- Toy Story 3, and it was going to be abysmal. And there was uh. a bear in there. <laughs> <laughs> there um. was a bear in Toy Story 3 in the real one. Lots of hugging See, there.
1: I think that um, if this film was a actual part of the Disney lineup rather than the Pixar one, mm. and they loaded it with songs, it sure. may have been a better film. Like, because sure. a lot of the time those songs can do a lot in terms of- patchwork for lack of character development and lack of story
0: because people can you got you sing go- their
1: feelings. Yeah, <laughs> people can sing their feelings, give her a let it go like, you know, cuz there there are a couple of songs in this film and they're fucking terrible. Um <laughs> like I could see a better version of this film where Merida's singing and there's big musical numbers. Yeah. I could see that. I'm now thinking
2: of Frozen, right? And like mm-hmm. I don't think that plot is particular. I mean, it was kind of revolutionary at the time in the sense that it was like the the most female empowered film that Disney had ever done. It was like almost a apology for the way that princesses had not been the the real um uh main characters of those stories, right? They made mm-hmm. them them that finally they were empowered properly in the, in that movie. And I could and the music is a big part of why I let it go of why um Frozen is so popular, Let It Go being the the primary song. Mm -hmm. So, you might be right about that. If you just load this with songs and, Mm -hmm. like, let those feelings come through in the most blatant and obvious way, but make them catchy and, like, memorable, you're probably right. It probably
0: would hit a lot harder. I can agree. I I see that. So, you (laughs) just need a a song about the witch and why she has an obsession with bears. A great- A great-
2: (laughs) <laughs> Not even a villain song, is it? But you could make it, like, a really- I'm thinking of, like, um Shiny um, from Moana. Like, just a really catchy, like, different yeah. sort of vibe song. Obviously, you've got your I Want song from Merida when she's climbing the Firefalls. You have yeah. whatever the the uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman Joe the, duty- the song would be between- uh, Yeah, the
1: mum. But that would be the mum and Merida song. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then like the the uh, this, this uh, the scene where they go fishing could have been replaced by kind of a, uh, um, well you know the song of Beauty and the Beast like there's something there that wasn't there before. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know there, there's some movie that's, right Well, to that's itself. the montage. <laughs> <right>? yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No, yeah. it really, really <laughs> does. You can have a fun song when like the
2: different clans arrive about like, uh, talking that like goes through this, the Scottish history. You've got yeah, yeah. There's heaps you could do there. Like, I think
0: that's a really good point. Yeah, once again, I don't know how much you know, but like, because usually Pixar scripts aren't they actually like written in house rather than like someone's yeah. like, hey, I've got a- this script that I f- and it sounds fresh. Let's all make it. Like they actually write their own yeah. things,
1: right? Yeah, it usually starts as a pitch, and then it's kind of like a sitcom writing room where it's a whole bunch of people just like creating it together. Like it could it be
0: like? Sorry, I just see um. Disney as the enemy. So I'm just like, (laughs) do you think they've like, they sort of like, you know, had their little finger, they had their little spies like infiltrate that and they're like, oh, um, we need like, you know, to make, basically what you were saying about Frozen is like, oh, we need to like course correct. We need to have our, you know, strong, powerful female, you know, story kind of thing. And then it wasn't, and tried to like basically disney it. Rather than take it in the, in the direction that it was originally going in, you know what I mean?
2: I would argue my suspicion is it's the opposite. I My suspicion is after Cars 2, they flinched, basically. And they were, like, lost confidence in it because Cars 2 went so poorly mm. and then tried to course correct in-house and overcorrected.
1: Though, so, that being said, like, uh, after Luca, it came out that Disney were interfering in a lot of creative decisions- um, to kind of get rid of thing elements they found controversial in the sure. films. So mm. who knows what kind of edgiest content might have been in this film that they decided to erase. Do you do you feel like
2: there's any part of this movie though, with Luca I can imagine what the edgy content might have been, right? It might have been a little more explicitly about Like teenage, yeah, gay love essentially, (laughs) right? (laughs) I can imagine maybe it was a little less like interpret as you want, a little more explicit, even Mm -hmm. still probably not outright saying it, but you know, leaning into it more. Is there anything about Brave that makes you think
1: there was something there that got cut? Well, Paul
0: assumes <sighs> that she's lesbian.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, she is a lesbian icon at this point. Like,
0: uh, okay, that's the lesbian. <laughs> the
1: lesbians have claimed Merida as their-, <laughs> as their princess. So, I could see a version where that would have been more explicit. They, they did say there were several Pixar projects where homosexuality was removed. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it does make sense. I mean, we'll get to it in the hot whole- or not, but there was- at least one viable option in those three that she could have been attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's, a, it's a real shame I don't have more to say about this movie. Yeah. Like, it is just so inert as to be- Like, it's not bad enough to have
1: a lot to complain about, and it's not good enough to have anything Yeah, interesting to say about it. I mean, we're going to rank this in terms of the body swap films we've done, but I'd be interested to see, like- I haven't really done a Pixar ranking, but I feel like this would be towards the bottom. It's towards the bottom. There are worse. Uh, The Good Dinosaur and Cars 2
2: are outright awful, but this is not far above them, put it that way.
1: I I remember Good Dinosaur probably being better on an animation level than this.
2: Oh, it's gorgeous on an animation level, but I do wonder again, I've seen that once because it was just so whatever. Yeah. I... I wonder if that still holds up. At the time, mm-hmm. it was, like, breathtakingly photorealistic, but that was, like, ten years ago now. So yeah, I remember
0: when this came out and I saw it being, like, oh, whoa, like, that's crazy what they did with it. Because I feel like the hair, that mm-hmm. was actually the the real advance, like, how, how, um, how it, like, Meredith's springs. Yeah. yeah, how Meredith's hair springs and it's got, like, the light coming through it and stuff like that. I think that was, like, for the time, like- crazy amazing hair, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now it's just so, like, oh, yeah. Finding Dory was also really average.
2: Incredibles 2 was way super disappointing. A sequel to my favourite Pixar film of all time. And I still haven't seen Lightyear.
1: See, I-, I wonder, like, so, you know, we're watching this film and the animation kind of looks like ass now. <laughs> and, like, do, do you think the Pixar films from 2022 are going to look like ass in 2033? I- I think the I I don't think it looks like ass. I'll put it
0: that way. I think it feels too generic, like because I yeah, I, still I think have it's more back a character the,
2: design thing.
0: Well, even like the the original couple of Toy Stories, even though they still have that sort of like clunky animation style of like mm-hmm. we're still trying to get you know gravity and limbs and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it still it still feels good. Like it feels yes. Cohesive. But that's also because the
1: this, this script in the characters are so good as well. Yeah. You can kind of overlook a lot of that stuff.
0: Yeah, but it it also, like, I think Brave hasn't, like, it has a, a, an element's its own style, but really it just has that Disney generic look to what a mm. lot of things are coming out now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, like, it's a, it feels like I'm playing around with the Disney filter.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't Rather, have personality.
0: It's not distinct. Besides her hair, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Because you you look at like two D animation from any generation, like you know, from the early stuff to the eighties and nineties, all of it. Like it all still holds, holds up. up. It all still looks great. And CGI like just does not have that lasting factor <laughs> at all. So, yeah, it'll is be that- interesting to see what we think of this generation that we're currently in, what it would a- look like to us. It's
2: it's mostly- It's always the stuff that's trying to aim somewhere towards more realistic, is the mm-hmm. thing. And obviously, they look- They stylized the characters. They're- uh, Except for Eleanor, I would argue. Everyone else <laughs> is sort of like- Has ex- proportions that are, you know, bigger than they should be and stuff like that. But mm. um, But anything that's like monsters- like oh To be fair, Bugs Life doesn't look very good. But toys, um, fish and so forth. And I think that stuff's way more forgivable. It's mm-hmm. when it's trying to be realistic or close to realistic. And as the technology advances, you look back and go, oh, that really doesn't hit the market anymore. That's always the problem. Yeah. And with the 2D animation, it could never look realistic. It always had to look flat, right? It always had mm-hmm. to look like a cartoon. And so, it's always going to last longer because it's not- Getting anywhere near the uncanny valley. That's the other thing.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been
2: loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
1: Come on now Pretend I'm Merida Speak to me What would you say?
0: I can't do this Sure you
1: can There, there That's my queen Right, here we go I don't want to get married I want to stay single And let my hair flow in the wind As I ride through the glen Firing arrows into the sunset You heard what we thought of the movie But how attractive did we find the cast? (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, me. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. 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 Everyone Everyone is beautiful in their own way. way. All right, let's talk about how much we want to fuck animated characters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so let's start off with our, our main girl, Merida, played by <laughs> Kelly McDonald. <laughs> Hot or not?
2: I thought there was a rule on uh, minors. She's 16 years old, mate. Is she
1: supposed to be 16? I'm looking at Wikipedia
2: just to check that. (laughs) (laughs) Let let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. That tells you what Broad thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. Um, I'll put it this way. I've told you how I feel about redheads. Mm -hmm. I haven't told you until now how I feel about Scottish accents, necessarily. I think the- Adult women, women that play Merida at Disneyland are very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> they are hot. <laughs> Let me put it that way.
1: So, okay. Uh, as a 16-year-old, as a let's friend or foe her. Like, would you be friends with Merida? I think
2: so. I think so. She's, she seems very fun. Like, she's, you know, adventuring mm. and, uh, you know, can shoot about an hour like a boss. And I don't know. I don't see why I wouldn't be
0: feel like I'd be forced to, right? She's like the princess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, you wouldn't be allowed to, Brendan. You're a peasant. You wouldn't yeah. be allowed even near her.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's yeah. born into this life of privilege, and I'm just this woeful little, you know, farmer boy.
1: <laughs> Is this the start of your sexual fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna friend her she 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 seems like a fun time um yeah she gets
0: out like she wasn't like spending her time like on the loom she was she was out (laughs) climbing (laughs) mountains and shit yeah yeah i enjoy
1: hiking i'm sure we could have a fun time you could drink
0: Um, from the 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 waters the the firefalls you know
1: (laughs) um How about her mum? Uh, Was uh, Eleanor, played by Emma Thompson, a MILF? She just wasn't distinct enough. Like, I don't think she's
2: unattractive, but she's not- There's only one bit at the end where she's got, like, her hair out, Mm. finally, when she's, like, transformed naked, And she's naked. And she's naked like a wee (laughs) baby. Um,
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, I I guess. (laughs) For me, I I feel like I'm going to offend a lot of ladies out there. But like the skunk, We've come this far, Brenda. The skunk, uh, like you know, the the Mister Sheffield streak of, of white through a lady's hair does nothing for me. I'm sorry. The, the Pepe Le pew, yeah, No fan. Like a, a woman with white hair, that's cool. Um, but just the skunk, the skunk line. Wait, 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 wait. Do you think she deliberately dyed her hair that color? <laughs>
2: Well, I, I don't know what the technology is I think she may have just been, been going. I think she may have just been going white in
0: that area. Gracefully, first. yes. I think. But I'm I think that's just disgusting. Was going. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I'm looking forward to Brendan's fanfic about her colouring her hair. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm going to give her a knot She's a stick in the mud. Um, yes, that's true too. Yeah, she. You know. She didn't. She didn't seem like she'd be fun to hang around. This, all she wanted to do was loom all day. Keep a kingdom.
2: This is one of the few yeah. roles where I don't think Emma Thompson is hot. By the way, mm. even today, Emma Thompson. What's is- What's she been in? What? Do you, what?
1: <laughs> I just, like, I, what? Like? What do you mean? <laughs> what is ah, you ah, <laughs> she? You're
0: stalling, just like me.
1: If, <laughs> foot Love, to the
0: fire. You don't know what she's.
1: Love saying. Actually. Saving Mister Banks. Cruella. Like. Harry Potter. To to Harry Potter. Like, Harry oh, Potter. Okay. Uh, so she's fucking. Yeah, she she was in. Um.
2: She was back in the day. She was in some of the Jane Austen stuff too, wasn't she? Yeah.
1: Sense and service, sensibility. Sensibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes.
2: So she's a fucking.
1: She's international an international
2: treasure. She's an icon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I recognize the face when I it. Oh my it, god.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you're in Adelaide. I want to come over there and punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so there was three prospective uh, suitors for mm. Merida. So we had Lord MacIntosh, uh, well, the son of Lord MacIntosh, the son of Lord MacGuffin, and the son of Lord Dingwald. So um, I'm going to do all three. So I would say Lord Dingwald, which was the short blonde one, was uh, very much a not it's a weeb, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Um, then there was uh, Lord MacGuffin. Who is like kind of the portlier one, kind chunky, of like chunky, chunky, chunky. He's like buff. Yeah. Um. Mm, he would say strong. I wouldn't say buff. Yeah, but like he also. No, he's like
0: fifties buff, where like you could have a gut and. <laughs> yeah. You could, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. But he also had no like uh conversation skills. Like no one could understand anything he was saying. That's right. That's um. So I'm gonna give him. But you could a- get
0: a little bit from his nature that he seemed like. Yeah. I mean, an, he, an he asshole.
1: does fulfill my brief of, um, dumb, dumb. <laughs> dumb, which I do find attractive, as you know, but I'm just, <laughs> I am going to give him a not still. Um, but, uh, Lord MacIntosh's son, he was hot. He was genuinely hot. He had a good rig on him. Um, he was an like, asshole,
2: which is, a, which is yeah, a tip yeah, for you as well. Yeah. He was, he was an
1: <laughs> asshole. Um, yeah. I, he, he just, he just, that guy fucks, you know. That guy <laughs> fucks. Um, so I'm going to give him a, a definite heart. Now,
2: see, I, he came across to me like more like one of those guys who thinks they're a player. Do you yeah, know? Like he's been for looking sure. up on, on how like to what do they call it? Where yeah, they're
0: all they're all glamour muscles. They're not from doing shit. Like that guy would be pummeled by Blondie. <laughs> pummeled by Blondie, Yeah, it was it was the. Um,
2: Yeah, he's the one who's been reading up on how like to to game women and stuff like that, and it's all it's all yeah yeah it's all pretense. (laughs) He's actually got no confidence, really. Mm -hmm. What's that guy? Is Andrew Tate? He's been watching his YouTube series, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So not from me. All three. Uh, I
1: thought
0: you were saying you had, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I want to see what (laughs) I've (laughs) got. Finally, I can say my views. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brendan, what do you think of uh, the three guys?
0: Uh, like, all right. So I feel like this is a great, like, opportunity to play Merry fuck kill, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so kill the pear shaped dude. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. I, uh, I would, uh, um, I can't remember the names. Was it Macintosh? The, the Andrew Tate guy.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, fuck him. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and but I would marry. I would marry um, the bumbling uh, soft MacGuffin. soaking blondie MacGuffin. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's probably a solid choice actually. If with the marry fuck kill scenario, that's probably the, <laughs> yeah. the correct Brave. choice. Brave. She's involved, right? She's
0: what, she's the, the 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 firstborn of. I would marry her.
2: <laughs> what? Because she was. No, you but gave yourself three choices, mate. You gave yourself you three choices. You can't just have a fourth you additional add a fourth. choice. No, you, you set the terms <laughs> and you said, of the three, this is the perfect time to do yeah. Marry, I Kill. That's yeah, how the game works.
0: I was just doing what she was doing. You know how she saw a technicality in the rules of who could marry her and so she took her own hand. I was- uh-huh. Never mind. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Cut <laughs> this. Cut this. Cut this. <laughs>
1: Finally, we got Billy Connolly as Fergus, the dad. I, I would have liked to have seen a young version of Lord Fergus.
2: I reckon mm-hmm. he would have was been- Was it Billy
0: Connolly doing his voice or, a, or, a, or an actor pretending to be Billy Connolly? Oh, was Billy Connolly. I was just making sure. <laughs> um, it's a shame. They should have given him um, some comedy to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I think I, I think a young Fergus would have been a very attractive man. I'm yeah. not sure he still is.
1: I just feel like he would crush me. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> I feel that, like I a would. Good thing? I feel like I would just be destroyed. After. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you uh, said
2: you said there was some options for like lady options for Merida. Is that what you were saying there was like
1: she not, could not in the film that we saw. Oh, not,
2: uh, I see. You're I, saying yeah. because she wasn't interested in any of the boys. Yeah, that she must have been into girls. She, she's saying.
1: got a whole kingdom of people that she could force to have sex with her. So
0: <laughs>
1: that's how it used to go back
0: into House <laughs> of Dragons territory. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: now, like the uh, the dad, dad's alright. Like I think he's done a lot with a guy whose mother must have been a cardboard box. <laughs> 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 he's just <laughs> a cube. What the fuck? <laughs>
1: A princess does not place her weapons on the table.
0: Mom,
2: it's just my bow.
1: A princess should not have weapons in my opinion. Leave her be. Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of Brave from across the interwebs, but mostly letterboxed. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not pretend. (laughs) This one's from Adam Parrish on Letterboxd, who gives it two stars, and he says... As someone who unfortunately lives in Scotland, this film really does a good job at what modern life in this country is like and the tragedies many of us face when a family member turns into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize
2: it was a documentary. That changes things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, like, the Scottish community feels about this film. Like, do you think they'd be proud of it or happy with this representation of their culture.
2: It is is a lot of um, stereotypes, isn't it?
1: I wonder, like, you know, because now if they make a film about, you know, minority groups, they usually get consultants in to make sure that they're doing it right. I wonder if they bothered with the Scottish community. Yeah, I was going to say, not
0: with some of the classics, like, you know, if you get some Italians in there or some (laughs) French people, you can just go, Oh, oh, it's fine.
1: (laughs) I
2: feel like the (laughs) casting was authentic. I mean, apart from- Is Emma Thompson Scottish? I don't think so. But um, well, Kelly McDonald is. Kelly McDonald is obviously Billy Connolly, Craig mm. Ferguson. I, saw a uh, lot I lot assume of most flawless. other people
0: are. First of all, um, red redheads isn't that like a recessive gene? So shouldn't she have been like brown, like her mum? Uh, le- no, less, no, of- no, no,
2: no. That's not how it no, works. The- no, the dad's red, and if she's got the red, and she's Scottish, she's likely to have the redhead gene on one side of her genome. Yeah, and I
0: think it's. So- it's like, um- yeah, yeah,
2: no, no. The way that DNA works is that if you have <laughs> Sorry, the dominant yeah, gene ahead. for brown <laughs> and the recessive gene for red, then you'll have brown, but you can still pass on the recessive redhead gene. And if you, and if he, obviously the dad has to have both red genes, both sides. So, yeah, she can totally be a redhead.
0: Nah. Yes. I, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure you have to have two redheads. It's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that
0: works. I don't know. i telling <laughs> That's you right so now. so
1: not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pokemon, I like that. Um, anyway, so Vinnie Sims on Letterboxd because at one and a half stars, and he said, if you're trying to fix your sleep schedule, I strongly recommend this film. Yep. <laughs> uh, I can see I'm that. Good. I did have to turn it off and have a nap in, be- in the middle. I literally it's
2: an 84-minute movie. <laughs> that, like, episodes of House of the Dragon are longer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, there's just something about it that was just so like calming that it was putting me to sleep. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I think what you're looking thing. for is boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie gives it two stars and he says, "Her hair was so fucking gorgeous, bruh. I loved every minute. Her hair was on screen."
2: That was that, that's stuff. a review I can re- agree with,
1: hundred <laughs> percent. And finally, PT99 gives it three and a half stars, and they say, I mean, in my experience, medieval betrothals usually go as planned until the wife inevitably fucks her brother, but maybe I'm jaded. (laughs) Seven out of ten. I had to go look.
2: I'm just curious. I I feel like- the way we feel about this film is how most feel, people feel about it. But the Rotten Tomato score is 79% from critics and 75% from the audience. Mm-hmm. So we are the minority on this.
0: Yeah, but you don't. Mm. That's why you always. Like, this is me saying, highly recommend Letterboxd. If you want to hear what the like the woke left say, go to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> the woke if you want to see the crazy right wing shit,
1: go to IMDb. It's got a 7.1 on IMDb, even. Like, even that's not bad. It's got huh. 3.3 on Letterboxd, which is pretty good, actually. That's pretty good.
0: Maybe we're the assholes. It's uh, incorrect, <laughs> but it's <laughs> for them.
2: Uh, that is wrong.
1: Or Are you scared, simpering jackanapes, free to mush your pretty hair? At least we have him, <laughs> and all our deeds. If he was only bit closer, I could love a camera Ken. All right, so let's get to tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And as a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our Letterboxd page, which is linked on our website. So, um, I'll get us started. My connection is the director, Brenda Chapman, that directed half of this film. <laughs> um, and uh, I want to recommend a film she did before this that she co-directed with two other people as well. Um, the 1998 DreamWorks animated film, The Prince of Egypt. Have either Ooh. of you guys seen this? Not that
2: long ago, actually. I never saw it originally. It was mm-hmm. in the last five years or so I finally got around to watching it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Now, talking about how 2D animation still holds up, this is a mm. perfect... Uh, example of that. This, film- I mean,
2: I wish the characters had foreheads, but that's a different story. Go on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a distinctive style, uh, the character design in this. And, uh, you know, this is a film where DreamWorks. Kind of wanted to become the next Disney and they Mm. decided to just take a whole bunch of their creative team and make uh, their own epic Disney musical. And uh, I feel like they kind of outdid them even um, at the time. It was, it was an epic. It's an epic movie. The songs are really good. The animation is stunning. It's surprisingly dark and adult. Um, yeah, not know,
2: afraid it, to kill a bunch of firstborn children.
1: Yeah, it's it's a obviously an anima- uh, adaptation of, like, the Moses story from the Bible, and it doesn't, you know, shy away from the darker aspects of that story, which is, you know, a whole lot of people getting massacred. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was really ambitious. I think the um, DreamWorks animation in the start, was doing some super interesting stuff like this. The Road to Eldorado, Ra- sorry, Road to Eldorado, I think Good is really cool.
2: movie. Really Great cool film. movie.
1: Their Sinbad adaptation has a lot going for it as well. And then kind of and Shrek. And then it went to 3D. Yeah. And then Shrek kind of put them on a completely different path because of how successful it was. Um, and it is a shame that, you know, they lost this kind of 2D side of their business because, they did some amazing stuff there. Um,
2: it, yeah, it, it's fair to say scientists. it started- They started on Rocky Footing, though, when their first film was Ants, which was yeah. three animated. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but again, that was part of stealing- I uh, Wasn't it one of the, the Disney producers, well, Pixar guys who worked for Pixar, like, went to DreamWorks and took a bunch of their ideas with them? Like, we are going to make this Ants movie before Bug's Life comes out. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> Small Soldiers might be DreamWorks as well, and that came out- around the same time as yeah, um, Toy movie. Story. Um, Shark's Ta- Shark Tale also came out around the same time as uh, Nemo. Funny Nemo. Yeah, yeah it was uh, messy. And then, obviously, Shrek is poking direct fun at Disney a lot of places, like yeah. Duloc and stuff like that.
1: Um, so, yeah, I-, I think this- Like, I- I'm not the first person to say this. I know it has a very uh, fervent fan base now. Um, but, yeah, The Prince of Egypt, if you haven't watched it and you're kind of sick of all these- 3D animated movies that look exactly the same. Um, definitely go back and uh, give it a go. Rod, what have you got for us?
0: He's got nine or ten, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't actually, oh. because I 100% forgot until you said his <laughs> recommendation, and I started going crazy. I'm thinking I should recommend some really good, like Emma Thompson films, so that Brendan has something to go to. But I'm actually going to go back to uh, I, I'm going to go back to a film I mentioned earlier as being superior to this. I'm going to highly recommend, if anyone hasn't seen it for any reason, How to Train Your Dragon. Straightforward connection. Uh, Craig Ferguson's uh, voice acts in both this, in Brave and How to Train Your Dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, It does have a a sort of weirdly Scottish accents because they're actually Vikings Mm -hmm. um, and not Scottish. (laughs) But all the adults seem to have Scottish accents, including- uh, Who plays the dad in that one? What's his name from 300? Uh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, that's right. Um... And I think uh, David Tennant's got a voice in there as well. Anyway, that is like, to me, the pinnacle of Pixar's work Mm -hmm. and still like a film that I go back to a lot. I think seeing it for the first time at the cinemas, I saw it in 3D, was right around the time that 3D was a big thing after Avatar. And there were a couple of sequences- the flight sequences that literally like made my stomach drop because yeah. they were just so effective. The scene where I think the relationship between Hiccup and um, his dragon friend, whose name I can't remember, um, all of a sudden um, first meet like that sort of boy and their dog relationship is really good. But then the the first time he takes him flying with like he's like built like a system to fix his broken tail. And it is fucking exhilarating, and the ending is super great as well. Oh, ah, yeah. that's a fucking great movie. The score is amazing. Yeah, love it.
1: Yeah, that John Powell score score oh. is just yeah, one of the best, like one of the greatest. It's, um, there's a
2: reason the film cl- cast for a long, long time used it as their uh, or a remix of it as their um, theme song because it's yeah. just that good.
1: Did you uh see the DreamWorks exhibition at the ACMI I when it did. came?
2: I to- did. I did, yes. Yeah, and they
1: had like a room set up where like with a giant projection where it made you feel like you were flying yeah. on um, the dragon's back. Toothless, toothless, I remember yeah. the like- Um so good, so good. Um yeah, I love how to train your dragon and I'm so excited that uh Universal are finally building a theme park around it. So um
2: Wait what? They're building a how to train your dragon a whole theme park. park? Well,
1: um so like a section. There, They're, they're going to have a whole How to Train Your Dragon section in the new Dark... uh, uh I think it's called Dark Universe, their new expansion of Universal Studios. So. Wasn't Dark
2: Universe what they were going to... Uh, Universal going to do yeah, with their, like, monster it, uh, uh, It's films? not
1: Dark Universe. They're, they're calling it something. <laughs> it's something, but, yeah, there's going to be a section about the Universal Monsters. Then there's okay. going to be a How to Train Your Dragon and another Harry That's Potter section as
0: well. R- yeah.
2: They're going to do another Harry Potter section? Yeah, um, Ministry of Magic. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Where
0: well, you go to church?
2: The <laughs> but the, the how Johnny Dragon, <laughs> Dragon bit that that will get me there. If I can get, if there's a fucking ride where I get to dry to ride toothless,
1: yeah. woo, count me in. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, we gave you plenty of time. Have you worked out what your connection is? Yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, thought very long and deep and hard about it, and I looked at the first films that I reviewed that had a redhead in it. <laughs> and uh so i'm going to recommend a little film called a cure for wellness has anyone seen that i know Uh, paul has
1: i have i I think i saw it with you didn't i yeah Hmm.
0: a cure
2: for wellness i feel like i have but i can't remember how long ago it's coming out
1: uh be about five six years ago now it's gore 2016
0: no i haven't seen it (laughs) okay oh well i recommend it because it's a, a really weird fun film it's this uh it's this story about a like a like top level like CEO kind of guy who uh, needs to to get away and goes to like this you know, extravagant wellness center and uh, things are, go a little awry from there and it's a bit of a horror bit of a uh, what would you call it ah uh, it's 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 a weird <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> film um, but it like looks beautiful like even though this guy's going through some like crazy shit you're still looking around and going oh man that view that 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 the facility looks amazing yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. it's a stunning movie to look at
0: it looks it looks awesome um it's a fun film to watch and uh it has uh Mia Goth who's redhead in it so
2: that's is she redheaded? I don't remember. I'm that. I'm looking at the trailer
0: and I'm not seeing she's blonde. I don't think she's <laughs> redheaded in the film but I'm pretty, she, <laughs> oh, she she's a redhead
2: real life is what I saying. think
0: she's a redhead yeah I'm pretty sure right God, I don't you know googling. Look, yeah, go God, there, go. how many how many emma stone films are there that you could have chosen from here look I, yeah. y- yep. She's, yep. she's definitely a redhead. a redhead okay it stands
1: find those by the creek did you mm-hmm. they're nightshade berries mm-hmm. they're poisonous if you head over to our website you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we have reviewed on the podcast so my question is where are we all going to put brave on our lists all right so i am gonna put it in between exchange uh and surrogates so right in between (laughs) the two uh, somewhat sexually charged sci fi films. <laughs> I gotta shove brave <laughs> in between those. <laughs> um, yeah, because I definitely wanted it to, I wanted to put it below Brother Bear. Yeah, it just wasn't as fun as a lot of these films. So, yeah, between Exchange and Surrogates.
0: Yeah, re- like uh, there's some really boring slogs <laughs> we've watched. I'm finding it really hard to figure out where this fits. I think. I think I'm gonna put it above the Heckler, but uh, below Bad Johnson. So
1: fuck, I, that's really low. Yeah, like I didn't hate this film. It was I just, didn't hate this it, film. It was just meh.
0: It, but that that really Whereas irritates me.
1: The Heckler was fucking terrible. <laughs>
0: it was. It was. That's why it's above <laughs> it. But a movie about a. Uh, like a penis coming to life is funnier <laughs>
1: to <Yeah>. me than- <laughs> I mean imagine if they put that in this film. Yeah. That I mean. <laughs> it's if <he> did instead <laughs> of swapping
0: into a bear, like <laughs> she turned into a giant, into a giant, penis. giant dick. <laughs> I think that's why they did some like uh rescripting, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brad? Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, this is- My list is obviously very different to yours. I'm going to put this pretty low. I'm going to meet you halfway on something here, Paul. I'm going to see what you think about this. Yeah. It's below Turning Red. It's below Heart and Soul. It's below Your Name. It's below, below Soul. Below Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Below the Community episode we did. Mm-hmm. Below the Buffy episode. Below the <laughs> Futurama episode. <laughs> below the Lizzie McGuire episode. Wow. But yeah. above Mama Boy. Which okay. means, I love you, and b- above <laughs> Boy Meets Girl. So- I
0: I think you had so much more fun watching Mama Boy than you.
2: That's okay, this is my thinking, right? <laughs> I think Lizzie McGuire is a better body swap yeah. film. Like yeah. it at least as as down the line, like paint by numbers as that is for a body swap episode, it at least understands what the point of a body swap is. This mm-hmm. film totally does not utilize the premise of the mum turning into a bear nearly as well as they should have. So, it actually goes below an episode of Lizzie McGuire. I can't believe I'm saying that. But I'll put it above Mama Boy as sort of like the halfway point. Yeah. Because I do agree that Mama Boy might be more fun to watch, but Mama Boy is a piece of shit. And so, (laughs) (laughs) we have to draw a line somewhere.
1: (laughs) Next episode- I thought, um, we should be going back into a bit of like eighties comedy. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yes,
2: please. <laughs> the, the era of the body swap. Like yeah. that's the golden, golden age.
1: Yeah. So, um, there's one, uh, that we haven't done yet, uh, which, The title will sound very familiar, but I swear we haven't done this one yet. (laughs) Um, The Christmas uh, switcheroo. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, the title of this one is 14 Going on 30.
2: 14 Going on 30? Wait, wait, is that a sequel to 13 Going on 30 that somehow was made before 13 Going on 30? (laughs) Uh, But wait, I just don't understand that title. Like, 13 Going on 30 has alliteration to it. Yeah. Who thought 14 going on 30 was a good title, like a good name?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's justified in the text of the film. We'll see. I'm, I want to hear. I want to hear this. <laughs> um, but uh, in 14 I'm looking going
0: on 30 I'm looking at the, like, uh, Artwork for the cover, and I'm, I'm in love. It's yeah. hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in 14 Going in 30, Danny is hopelessly in love with his teacher, Peggy Noble. Of course, she doesn't even notice him while well, she plans to marry the obnoxious co- coach, Roy Jackjaw Kelton.
2: Yeah, she's not a fucking <laughs>
1: pedophile. What the fuck? <laughs> when Daddy's friend Lloyd invents a growth accelerator for fruit and vegetables <laughs> to solve world <laughs> hunger, Daddy uses it on himself and as an adult tries to show her Roy's, Roy's real personality. However, at his first appearance at school as an adult, he's mistaken for someone else. This sounds wild. It's this in wild. boy territory.
2: It's like yeah. a wi- weird scientist sort of like experiment yeah. part to this. Oh, I like this.
1: Yeah, this <laughs> this has all the ingredients to either be amazing or a piece of shit or both. <laughs> or both, I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, so that that's gonna be a fun one. Um, so I mean. Brad, you're welcome to join if you'd like, but I'm sure you're going to just listen. Until
2: Pixar release another Body Swap film. Sorry, I'm off. I'm not, I'm not joining anymore. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: sure you will be with us soon. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Chances are high. All right. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, what's Pleasure. Ha- what's you. happening on your show at the moment?
2: Uh, recently, it depends. What? When's this coming out? That's the question.
1: Uh, next Thursday.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, by then we'll have probably, well, most recently we reviewed A League of Their Own Season 1, mm-hmm. the Amazon original series, the, uh, the reimagining of the classic 90s Jeannie Davis film, which I'll mm-hmm. uh, just spoiler alert, really, really enjoyed. I don't know if they've officially said there's a season two yet, but I'm looking forward to that if it comes. Yeah. Um, you and I and my brother Liam did a off topic, hot topic episode where we went through Emmy news and all sorts of stuff we've been watching, which is a bit of fun. Yeah. But the next review which will come out around the same time as your episode uh, will be our review of Barry season three. Ooh. Looking forward to that. You it says says the guy who hasn't finished season one. Ooh.
1: Sounds good. I, I finished season one. I just finished season one? haven't okay. chosen to continue. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure your episode will be lovely. We'll see.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I I just want to get to the uh finishing um The Rings of Power. I just can't wait to review that fucking show.
1: Yeah, no, that I'm looking forward to that. That is a show I'm I'm watching, so. All right. Well, um, Thanks again uh, for listening, listeners. Uh, Until next time, don't be a piece of shit. On the ground, DPW, <laughs> and we've had a few people actually reach out to us go, what the fuck is DPW? So obviously if you don't know that, you're also a piece of shit for not <laughs> listening to all our episodes. Deep lore, <laughs> deep lore. Yeah, but if you want to find out what a DPW is, listen to our Brother the Pig episode and you'll find out. Um, but until then, uh, review us on iTunes or Spotify, and that way you won't be a piece of shit on the ground, DPW. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I was Paul Mitzi. Oh,
0: I was Brendan Levi. I'm just so used to Lucy being here, saying her name first.
1: And the was Broderick Godis. Thanks. See you later. Bye. You. Bye. Bye. My
0: Bye. brother the Pig is episode and- sixty four. <laughs>